0: Welcome to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast I'm Chris, you're joining me for episode 54 And I gotta be honest with you This is actually the second time I've recorded this episode Because I think I said um or uh about 5,000 times in the original recording of this, this podcast And I was listening to it and it was absolutely brutal So I'm going to try my absolute best to not say um or uh times this and if i do i'm just subconsciously doing it i don't even know what i'm doing so without further ado episode 54 basically i could re-release it as a drinking game i mean you'd be you'd be hammered by about 10-15 minutes in but let's digress so michigan summer beer fest uh just ended for michigan brewers guild there was over 100 breweries there was over 700 beers, uh, I went to the Friday one, and it was awesome. Um, I've never been to the Summer Beer Fest before, I've always gone to the Detroit one, so I haven't gone to uh, this one yet, and I think it was my favorite of the of the two, for sure. Just more room, um, a lot more stuff to do. I already said um, again, so there you go, take your first sip, but it was, it was awesome. Uh, I went and made a list of all the beers I wanted to try at this event, I got to some of them, got to most of them. I didn't get to all of them. Some of the ones I missed was the Saison from Albion Malleable. I missed the Ascension uh, Gorilla Jubilee Stout. I think that was a Saturday release, so I missed that one because I was there for Friday. Other than that, hit pretty much most of them, I didn't get the Holmes Brewing Hertz Hazelnut Imperial Stout. I missed the Dry Hop Lager from Loaded Dice, so I'm pretty bummed about that. So, it just means I'm going to have to make a trip, too loaded dice so my beer companion for today was the uh blackberry blonde ale from sheboygan brewing that i was drinking during the first time so maybe that's the the reason i said um so many times we'll blame it on that uh this time i'm drinking my uh my own pb stout um and i actually have a little bit of this old smoky moonshine mountain vanilla it's like a coffee cream liqueur I'm like moonshine but it's actually really good it tastes like uh just like Liquid chocolate. Um, so pretty nice. Uh, but I went out, and some of the beers I did try at this Summer Beer Fest, the first one I tried was the the Lemon Fish from Upper Hand. Then I tried Hop Hog, uh, the Picnic Pills from Hop Hog. I went and saw my buddies at Augma. Um, everyone was there. Um, Andrew, Troy, Kevin, all the dudes from Ogma were all there. Showing my support, wore my Ogma shirt. I think I got... And compliments within like the first five minutes of that wearing that shirt so um just super psyched they were there um i sent everybody i could to go check these guys out everyone who uh you know hadn't tried them yet i grabbed them by the arm brought them over tried stuff so i went and tried honey Tongued, one of their one of their newer beers uh, i tried their yuzu went over to Copper Hop, tried their four berry pie Went to Arvon, tried their Citra Hops, uh, New England IPA. I tried the Pilsner Doughboy from Rustic Leaf. I tried Fat Elvis from Supernatural, which is like a uh, um, a peanut butter banana Hefeweizen, which was pretty crazy, pretty good. Um, it literally tasted like you were eating a, a peanut butter uh, banana sandwich. It was pretty nuts. Uh, Hefeweizen from Tri-City Brewing Experiment 626 from Guardian. That one was pretty cool. That was like a... Uh, a blue moon ice cream beer and turned out pretty good. I tried the Grand Crew from uh Trey Scottos berry from North Center, which was a sour, that was really good. Reynard the Fox Saison from Drifter Brewing up in Marquette. I tried the Tourist Trap from Silver Harbor. I tried How Many Skulls from Mothfire, uh which is a uh, barrel aged stout. I tried Acid Override, so I went back to Agma um was talking to Troy and, and tried Acid Override, which is their collab with Griffin Claw, which uh actually made it into new brews this week. I tried left-handed lawnmower from Ordock. I meant to try the Berserker New England, um, but I was—I um, heard good things about this uh, lawnmower beer, and I hadn't tried it yet. So wanted to get that, got sidetracked, went to uh, Shorts and tried their summer IPA. I tried Tallboy Lager from Pike 51 and then ended it um, with the uh, Unicorn Unicorn, something from Aberrant. Unicorn Death Scene or something like that, but that was pretty good. Um, so... You know, great turnout. Um, you know, a lot of cool stuff. There was great food. Uh, Senores was there, dishing out their uh, their Mexican dishes. There was a hot dog stand, so I got a uh, a nice Chicago style hot dog, which is like the only way to go. And had a great time. So moving on from that, some great things uh, for Michigan here. We got some U.S. Open Beer Award winners. First one's Ferndale Project, who took home gold for their beer, Bogus Terrazzo, which is the, in the New England Hazy IPA category. Workshop Brewing took home gold for their 10penny Blonde, which is under the English Summer Ale category. Schoolcraft Brewing took silver in, for their German Alt Beer in the Alt Beer category. Redwood Brewing took home bronze for their Redwood Belgian Double um, in the Belgian Double category. Bells took bronze in the Bohemian Pilsner category for their beer, uh, Bells Lager of the Lakes. They also took home silver for the American fruit um, or American berry or fruit beer for the tropical Oberon beer they brewed. Fetch Brewing took home bronze for Riptide, which is a Rye or Roggen beer um, in that category. Workshop Brewing took home another medal they bronzed in the uncapper, uh, in the honey beer category. Uh, for their beer, Uncapper Honey Ale, Pink Barrel Cellars, they took home silver for vanilla their vanilla bourbon Imperial Brown, uh, which is their barrel aged strong beer category beer. Um, <coughs> silver Harbor they took home silver for uh, Maple Grenade, which is their barrel aged strong stout or porter specialty. And then Fernale Project took home another medal, they gold they made gold in this one as well for their Pina Colada Highball in the experimental beer category. Third monk brewing in South Lion. They took silver in uh the historical beer category under the ca- uh and the beer's name is Dungiwa's. And then finally, Final Gravity Brewing, they took home gold for resist Ukrainian anti imperial stout in the same category name as that. So pretty nice. They didn't make any no Michigan Breweries made the top ten list of of the top ten breweries, unfortunately, but uh you know something we can look forward to for next year. That'd be kind of sweet. One thing I tried in the Michigan Summer Beer Fest, um, they actually had non-alcoholic beers there, and I tried one and kind of spurred this uh, this concept into maybe doing a segment on this podcast on on non-alcoholic beers because I feel like there's making a they're either making I don't know if it's a, I wouldn't call it a resurgence but it's making um, you know kind of a name for itself in in this craft beer community um i think a lot of times you see breweries now either have non-alcoholic options um you know whether it be na beers but you also have you know cool things like even like craft water um but craft soda craft tea you, you name it you got something to bring along the uh the friends who might not you know drink uh you know maybe you have a girlfriend wife you know, fiance something pregnant that, you know, doesn't want to uh obviously want to drink or anything like that and they still want to come and hang out and, and have a good time, so you have these options for them. Um so any beers they you know, it's called near beer, um, which which technically is less than 05 percent. Uh it's actually called cereal beverage in prohibition times. So we call light beers in the US less than five percent. And you might think of brands like O'Doul's or Saint Pauli or something along those lines, but um you know not beers that you're really you're you're not seeking out or uh you know there's no special release oduls coming out anytime soon but um you know it's just not something you're super excited about you know it's kind of just like oh well, I got to drink something whatever um but then you know here come here come brands like athletic brewing <clears throat> or brew dog brewing their hazy you know alcohol free beers their their lost lager um you have brands like partake brewing brewing a blondale you have Right Side Brewing Brewing a Citrus Wheat so All of a sudden, here's these actually like craft beers. And I think I did, uh, you know, a few months ago, I was telling Justin about how I tried Athletic Brewing. I tried their Run Wild IPA, and it absolutely blew my mind. I have a couple buddies at work the beer, too, and they couldn't believe it was non-alcoholic. So I'm telling you, if you guys can find Athletic Brewing Company, you can find them at Whole Foods and, and a lot of your local like craft beer you know, markets and stores and stuff. Try these out. Try like give them to your friends. Like, just tell them you found a new beer. Tell them, you know, see what they think. If they're an IPA lover, um, have them try it and don't tell them it's not alcoholic until you know, unless they they say something. See if see what they say. because um, I don't think they're gonna notice. There's a new there's a new beer that Athletic just came out with uh, called Superfood Swell. This is a uh, a IPA like uh, tropical citrus beer. Some super cool. It's actually vegan too. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, there's your uh, vegan option. They have a hoppy citrus pine. They have a, a goza. They have a whit beer. They have a extra dark with coffee. They have the uh, the run wild IPA. I already talked about the athletic light. Um, so just tons of options. Uh, All out is their extra dark. Tons of options. You would have never thought these these beers were non-alcoholic. It's insane. Um, check them out. And kind of like the. Uh, you know the research I've done on these is is kind of cool. You you know you kind of wonder how how you get to any beers. You know, was it lack of uh, malt? Is it some kind of weird yeast or something? And what I found out is basically the lower or non alcoholic beers start out as regular beers, and then their process become less alcoholic. So older processes used to used to heat the beer, um, seeing as alcoholic content is more volatile than water, it boils off first. So most modern breweries they utilize this vacuum evaporation system to reduce the boiling temp to maintain flavor. So if a sufficient vacuum is applied, it's not necessary to cook the beer at a temp that would typically destroy the flavor, um, AKA a lower temp, um, that kept that flavor to it. Now there's more modern alternatives that use reverse osmosis. Um, and under pressure, the beer is passed through a, a filter with pores small enough that only alcohol and water can pass through. And so basically, a syrupy mixture is left over, um, full of complex carbohydrates and and all the flavor compounds that are retained by this filter. And so alcohol is then distilled out of that water, that alcohol water mix left over, on the other side, um, and then use typical distillation methods, um, you know, to get rid of that. They add the water back in, any remaining acids or or you know anything like that back into the uh, the syrup and complete the process there. So then once that's complete. Boom! You got your NA beer. You're gonna carb it. You're gonna keg it, bottle it, can it, whatever. Um, and then there's also new techniques for making, you know, 0.5 beer, 0.5 uh, percent beer that can also use, um, you know, special low grain or low sugar grains <clears throat> or yeast that converts less sugar to alcohol, or removing sugar from wort pre-fermentation. So these, in addition to limited fermentation, whereby the the ferment process is stopped early. It's basically enabled craft brewers now to produce these near beers without the expense of that that costly process of dealkalizing the beer. So, so pretty neat. Um, like I said, if you can if you can get your hands on some athletic brewing, I really think it'll blow your mind. You know if uh, you know for whatever kind of situation you're going to use it for. Um, if you got a friend who doesn't drink, something along those lines uh, might be even just a cool conversation starter where you're hang out with your buddies or something like that. Um, let's kick it off into, into new brews. I don't have a whole ton. I think we only got like 16 this go around. Um, but we're going to start out with our, our buds and uh, from Ascension. They have a new key lime cream pie, uh, which is a sour beer brewed with key lime, coconut, marshmallow, vanilla bean, and graham cracker at 7%. And if you're anything like me, I'm obsessed with key lime pie. I went to Key West one time and had to, I think I tried like 14 different slices of key lime pie when I was down there. Uh, so I'm definitely going to try this beer. Uh, Bearded Lamb, they have a double IPA at 8.7% called Hayes and Oats. Beer Church is—Beer uh, uh, has a new cold IPA called Dalton. This one's brewed with Amarillo hops and firmed on German lager yeast at 6.4%. Cadillac straits they have a new English Best Bitter at 4.5%. This one's called Cream of Manchester. Coopersville, they have a new lager called Coopersville Crusher. This one's at 4.2% with a subtle juiciness up front and then super light body and crisp, clean finish. Draft Horse has a new Scotch Ale, uh, which they uh, which they dry hopped. This one's a seven point five percent, and they they did this one with a traditional. Uh, this is a traditional ale boiled longer for caramelization. They also have a American IPA called Mac IPA, brewed with Mosaic, Amarillo, and Citra at six point three percent. Easter Market has a fruited goza um, called Mint Watermelon Goza at six percent. Eternity Brewing has a new New England IPA, their actual first New England IPA um, they've ever made, called Chet Hayes. This one's brewed with Idaho 7, Citra, and Rakow hops at 6.6%. Five Shores Brewing uh, has a new beer called Short Fuse. This is a New England with Michigan Chinook. Um, actually, a hop I just bought a bunch of. And I'm looking to do, maybe I'll do like a smash beer or something like that and really get the, um, you know, the flavor and aroma and stuff out of out of Michigan Chinook and really get a feel for for that kind of um you know, a concept I'm, I'm coming up with where I want to do all Michigan malt, all Michigan hops, stuff like that. See how the flavors come out. Um, this this one is brewed with Michigan Chinook, uh, Michigan Centennial, and Michigan Copper, along with Citra Hops at 6.2%. Grand Armory has a new hazy IPA called Like a Boss at 6.7%. Iron Bark has a new beer called Gilligan's Island. This one's a golden ale at 6%, brewed with ginger, lemon, and honey. Uh, and they brewed this one in collab with Dr. Frankenstein. Mothfire Brewing—they have a new Berliner Weiss, which is uh, called Sunburst Mist. This one's made with mango and strawberry puree, along with lemon zest at five point four percent. When I tried their their beer, you know, at the uh, Summer Beer Fest, it was it was awesome. They had some really really cool beers coming out. I've actually seen a a video; um, one of the owners <clears throat> was talking about the expansion they're going to be coming up with pretty soon, and so I'm super super excited about them. I have not been onto to that spot yet the original spot so i want to get out there before they end up finding a new place or or something along those lines uh, if you're in the ann arbor area check mothfire out man look them up um, i think they're only open i want to say the weekend so maybe like a thursday through sunday type of deal um but you're you know what i've had of their beers you're going to be impressed north center brewing they have a new cold ipa called out cold uh 7.2 percent this is a cold fermented ipa with a, dr- a dry crisp finish uh acid vision uh, which is a, a beer I mentioned earlier, Augma and Griffin Claw. This is their second collab. Um, so I thought I was getting the original one, the Acid Override, and uh, and Troy's like, no man, this is the this is the second one we did, and this one we actually brewed in, in at Augma. Um, so super psyched that one was really really good. It's another uh, one of the thealized um, IPAs, or, or using that that kind of thealized yeast, or or um, you know that flavoring. Component. So they use Cryo Citra, uh, Citra Incognito in the Whirlpool. They dry hopped with uh, Lupalin Eureka and then Cryo Citra as well. So a lot, a lot of hop aroma in that. That one came out at 8.5%. And then last but not least, Pink Barrel Cellars, they have a new beer called Cherry Push Pop. This one's made with wheat, oats, and lactose and then fresh uh, sweet cherries from their farm. So pretty neat. I want to get out there and, and check out Pink Barrel Cellars too. Um, Michigan Beer Events coming up we got quite a few in august um two on august 6th actually the first one's hop riot beer festival from bay city and then the second one that day is um, in grand ledge called delta beer festival we have one on august 20th called the great lakes beer festival in midland michigan Uh, my buddies from uh, dog and pony show are going to be there so if you have not tried their beers or want to come support them or check them out whatever they're going to be there um if you have not been to their oak park location definitely check those guys out too um, I've been obsessed with their uh, their Hefeweizen, uh, hence why I'm, I'm brewing one myself, too. I don't know. If, I just had like the hankering for, for one. I've been craving Hefeweizen lately. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, August 27th is Burning Foot in Muskegon. Um, I will be attending that one, and I will be pouring beers. So if you want to come say hi, um, I'll have some stickers and uh, hanging out with the Arctic Circle guys and uh, be brewing beers. So come see me. i um, looking forward to uh, some sun, some bare feet, some sand. And last little bit of summer there, uh, September 10th, you have the UP fall beer fest in Marquette, September 16th, there's the brood in Michigan event, uh, bakers of Milford, um, somewhere, uh, I've spent a lot of time doing, you know, car shows and stuff like that. So love bakers, excited to see they're doing a, a beer event. So definitely have to check that one out. Um, and then October 22nd is the fall beer fest in Detroit. Um, what's up next for me as far as brewing goes i just brewed a cosmic punch ipa um so again one of those uh theolized um you know yeast cultures from uh omega brewing um threw a bunch of hops in there i i uh, mash hopped so i'm really excited to see how this one came out the uh, the star punch ipa um came out well and and people seem to like that one again the hefeweizen something's going on i'm craving hefeweizens lately man so i had to brew one um, that'll be brewing up probably in the next like week or so. <clears throat> I want to do an Oktoberfest. I've been I've been wanting to do one in in March, like traditional, you know, like, you, know you know, brew Mars and lager until, until it's time to crack them. Um, but I'm going to do one here in the next few weeks. And then I also have a barrel-aged stout that I want to do. I want to stop by Journeyman and pick up a uh, 10 or 15-gallon freshly dumped barrel and then brew this. Uh, it's basically what I call like a monster mash, because I put as much grain into, <laughs> into my system, into my all-in-one brewing system as I possibly could to get the most ABV and just the most flavor out of. Um, I added double chocolate and double vanilla. So I basically made, um, what do you want to call it? A, uh, a tincture or an extract of chocolate and vanilla. I put those into it. I also roasted cocoa nibs, put that into it. I put vanilla beans into it, lactose, all this stuff to like really just over overboard the flavors um, because I've read that putting those into barrels, it kind of mellows out the flavor, so you want to kind of go nuts on the on the original recipe. So I want to brew like 10 or 15 gallons of that and, and put it in a barrel and see what happens. I've never done a uh, barrel-aged beer, so we'll see how that one turns out. And then as far as what I have on tap now, I'm canning what's left of my Munich Dunkel to make... Room for some other stuff. I think I have a Doppelbach um, that's pretty much done lagering uh, for the last, like, three months now. So that'll be ready. Um, and then my rye beer mistake, I think I talked about that last episode. Um, super bummed about that one. That one came out, like, really watery. Like, I got it carb just, you know, just in case, like, you need some maturing. But it really just kind of came out um, flat. I really haven't had – I've really been, like, lucky with my beers. I really haven't had anything come out that low or offshoot my original gravity that bad. So I reached out to a Facebook group. I'm part of all green brewers where there's like, I think like 20,000 people that are part of this, this uh, community, which is really cool. I think I had like 30 something comments, right within the first day. And I kind of, you know, just kind of laid on the line and said, Hey, here's what I did. Um, I screwed up somewhere, you know, let me know what you guys think. What can I do better next time? Whatever. And, you know, I got some great advice. There's a, a beta-glucan rest that I could have done, you know, around the um, 110, 113 degree mark for like 10, 15 minutes. Um, really release some of those sugars in, in that rye grain um, that you wouldn't typically do without rye. Uh, the crush of the grain, you know, they said, you know, are you doing it too fine, too coarse? We talked about tunneling when sparging. So it might be, um, you know, basically when your are sparging, just tunnels through the grains and not pulling out the sugars that it needs to. Um, everything from a ph spike when sparging could indicate a stuck sparge um you know one commenter mentioned you know did i check the post boil volume measurement did it come out right so just super cool you know community to uh say hey man i screwed up and what do you think i did wrong And, and get some really cool input you know people took time out of their day to to pitch in and and um you know share their expertise and stuff like that so pretty neat um for next episode I think I'm going to touch on uh, maybe another emerging uh, emerging segment or category <clears throat> in the beer world, and that's that of uh, CBD or, or THC beers um, in the next uh, next episode. Uh, not something I've ever tried. Not something I might not not even try, but it's worth you know the conversation, the uh, education. Let's read about it, talk about it, whatever. Uh, tomorrow morning, it's like two a.m. right now. Tomorrow morning, bright and early, heading up to Mackinac. With some friends, and I'm going up the uh, the east side of Michigan. So I'm going to hit Alcona. I'm hitting Austin Brothers. I need some beer. I need some barbecue. I'm hitting Boathouse. I'm hitting Sheboygan Brewing. If uh, if you guys have any suggestions, this is airing probably on my way up. So <laughs> shoot me a DM. Shoot me uh, shoot me an email. Shoot me whatever. Um, let me know if you have any recommendations for for breweries on on the way up towards northern Michigan. There, um, I'm going to check out the uh, the Great Turtle. Brewing Company too. I'm going to check out that Rum Company on uh, on Mackinac Island too. So I'm pretty psyched man. Pretty psyched. So thanks for joining me episode 54. I hope I didn't say um or uh 50 million times like I did that first one. It was unlistenable. So <laughs> hopefully that's a little bit better. Um, in the meantime guys, looking forward to episode 55. Until then, cheers. Hey friends, if you're a fan of the content, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at and my Beer Pursuit on our website at michiganbeerpursuit.com and on Facebook under that same name. Uh, As always, cheers guys, drink local.